2: Well, hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the Good Life. Where were you? We started live at 12.05. you got to set an alarm. I know it's easy to forget. Whether you're in your car or out uh, mowing the lawn, put a headset on and be part of the Good Life. Um, uh, don't have a wine of the week this week, sort of. Uh, but I just want to tell you a couple things. You know, last week I did a beautiful rosé called Sienna from South Africa. And it's about a 50-50 blend of Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Uh, that's one of the, the four ways to make a rosé. Uh, And it was a magnificent wine. And then at Decant ICT last week, and by the way, those of you that came, those of you that volunteered and helped, those AIWF board members that put this event on, what a great success, and it was so much fun. Well, I had some uh, Sean Minor Rosé of Pinot Noir uh, at the event, and I thought that that the Sienna might be the best I've had in, in this whole calendar year so far. Well, it's tied for best. The Sean Miner Rose of Pinot Noir is just phenomenally good. Uh, it's not at Jacob right now, but I'm bugging him to get some on the shelf so you can find it elsewhere. It's worth your coin. And on a hot day like today, it's a on any day. It doesn't matter about the weather. Okay, another thing we did at Decant Ict this year was include a bunch of our friends and spirit partners. And I was lucky enough to get some information from friends that went to a wine dinner at the Candle Club and enjoyed a a dinner paired with Gunner's weeded bourbon. And lo and behold, they were nice enough on short notice to be a part of DeCant ICT. Tim Daniels and his son, Tim Daniels Jr., were at the event. They have two products. I've just uh, poured myself a little dram of Gunner's weeded bourbon the original, uh, heritage batch, small batch bourbon whiskey. And, uh, who better to tell us about it than the guy that put it together. He's a partner and master distiller. Tim Daniels, welcome to the good Life, brother.
1: Well, thanks guy. I appreciate it. And, uh, thanks for having Gunners on your show. Well, and again, thanks for, uh, you know, thanks for inviting us to participate in last Sunday's
2: decant ICT. It was a fantastic, uh, time and I uh, look forward to next year. Well, and I got to tell you, I, I was amazed. I, I guess I shouldn't have been. You know, you were right there by the cross through to the reserve room, and I was kind of running the reserve room. And people came over and said, you know, I just had some of that great bourbon. I don't know. Should I taste wine? I said, no, get a little bit of water first and uh, and then have some. <laughs> but they were raving, and, and rightly so. Tell us about the beginnings. You got uh, a – a you had a splendid career uh in the rum business and uh mm-hmm. tell us about your background and what led you to start gunners well you know i'm a
1: kansas native uh, originally goodland in belleville kansas um uh, last three years of high school sophomore junior senior belleville kansas beautiful little area i loved it and uh that then i went to uh, dodge city kansas and I spent a couple of years there at the junior college there uh, community college and uh then I wanted to see the Navy and joined the uh, Navy went to um, uh, the Saratoga in Mayport, which is the same thing as Jacksonville, Florida. And I uh, spent my three years there. And uh, right after I got out of there, I uh, uh, got my degree, well, met my wife. I better not forget that. We met my wife uh, three months before we got out of the Navy there and my beautiful wife and ended up staying in Jacksonville like every guy does. They follow the wife uh, wherever they go. <laughs> and uh, so – I uh, got my bachelor's degree in chemistry there in the University of North Florida and was immediately hired on uh, Bacardi Rum as a research scientist and, um, you know, spent 25 years in the pilot plant, uh, you know, making raw materials like you would believe from anything you could think of. We made it bourbon, rum, vodka, tequila, um, and uh, we got to work with the big boys because they own those uh, different brands, uh, Angels, MV, Doors, Bombay Gin, Grey Goose, and all that. And then uh, at the same time I was there, I wanted to uh, start my own uh, distillery. And um, right before I got out, I guess about uh, 2015, started our distillery in Florida. And uh, there was something about Kansas. I wanted to come back to Kansas, wanted to have that small town. I uh, just loved that small town feel and just the attitude of uh, that small town Kansas and all. So we always were looking for our, our little place in uh, the distillery in Kansas to get started. And uh, after we had started the place in, uh, uh, in uh, Florida, we, uh, a couple years later in 2018, uh, bought our building there in, in uh, Sedan, Kansas, and was slowly getting that going and, uh, uh, to make the wheat bourbon from the wheat state. And finally, um, things kind of happened uh, in a good way, my, my friend Bill, and then we met the, the Hamples and all, and we ended up uh, pushing this forward a lot faster than it was going if I was just to do it by myself. And that's kind of how it got started in Sedan, uh, just a beautiful, beautiful little town that's about halfway between um, Wichita and Tulsa, Oklahoma, beautiful Flint Hills, Chautauqua County. The people are phenomenal, 1,000 people maybe in the entire county. And if I just keep going, Guy, I can go all day long, but I'll <laughs> let you uh, let us go. It's just, I'm going tell you, we're so, so excited and proud of Kansas. We want to make Kansas the Napa Valley of the wheat bourbon, basically. but Uh, Wheat State, Kansas, uh, Napa Valley of uh, the Wheat Bourbon.
2: Well, while you were talking, Tim, I went back and revisited some of the pictures on the About Us page. And, uh, you know, people think, ah, distilling, it can't be that hard. In a way, it's as hard or we don't have the agricultural issues that, that, grape growers have to deal with, but you still have weed issues. And then the equipment and looking at the pictures you have built quite a facility, uh, with everything you need to do to make high quality, small batch bourbons.
1: Yeah, I tell you, it's, um, the, uh, the capital involved in, uh, getting that one, that first drop or that first bottle is just amazing. But depending on your size and we're, uh, we're scaling up right now at our place there in Kansas now, in Sedan, and um, I say Kansas and Florida and all that because you know when you're I'm here and there and here and there and my boys are the ones that just want to be are running the place there in uh, in Sedan, uh, but yeah, just to get that one drop, it's just uh, you know very capital intensive, and uh, then you got to wait, you know, you got to wait, wait for a long period of time, and and uh, what we're doing with our fifteen hundred gallon, you know, stills and um, fermenters uh it's just just uh, i'm telling you we i can't i can't be there enough uh just you know the smelling the bourbon and everything and then aging it and and if somebody could help me out on this but aging it across the street in our um ford uh uh our uh the old ford dealership that we had uh purchased and just across the street from our distillery and if if somebody knows if it is or isn't but we keep thinking it's the first or second ford dealership in the state of kansas but you know that's
2: you know how things are people talk so <laughs> yeah don't... well you know uh, it, it, i can't imagine you know you you spend all this money you have all that stainless steel you have these beautiful pot stills and and, and upright what are they called the uh, i'm choking the, the ones with all the Those little glass windows oh
1: the, the columns on yes. the uh yeah thank you yeah, columns
2: So you got all this money in there and then you get white dog, you get this beautiful, pure distilled spirit, and then you got to buy new barrels.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, you think, Oh, well we've spent everything here comes that first drop and you've only just begun.
1: Yes. Um, you know, and the thing is with barrels nowadays, we have to, as a bourbon, we have to use a brand new virgin American white oak barrels and, um, they used to be uh, anywhere from $160, $185 a barrel and brand new. And, um, but there's such a demand for bourbon and, and, uh, those barrels are now 360, $400. And that's just for the wood, just for the barrel. And we haven't put anything in it. Yeah. So, I mean, again, you know, it's, it's, a it's, but I mean, what a, you're talking about a good life. You <laughs> what a good life.
2: Well, I love it. I want to talk more about uh, some bourbon basics. Uh, What's the difference? I know that there is a huge difference between a primary weeded bourbon versus a typical bourbon. The mash uh, is just different. We'll talk a little bit about that, and I want to see what the future might hold for you. Folks, you need to go right now to GunnersBourbon.com. Spend a little time there and look. We've got some bourbon on the shelf up at Jacob Liquor Exchange, and guess what? Today, and it's either 2 or 3 o'clock it starts for two hours, they're pouring Gunner's weeded bourbon, so you can go up there and have a taste. Be careful. Bring your checkbook, because if you have a taste, you'll want some. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more with Gunner's bourbon, Tim Daniels. He's the master distiller, partner, and uh, man about town. And I'll tell you, when you, if you like bourbon and you haven't had Gunner's, you're out where the buses don't run. Make a phone call, get an Uber, and get with it. This is, I'm sitting here. I, I took one sip, Tim, but for me, yeah. I could just sit here with my nose in my little sniffer glass and, and have fun. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it more after this quick break. Don't, don't run off.